everyone and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast where we're living for preventative mental health, love and compassion. I'm happy that you're listening in. How's your day been? What growing experiences have you had today? I'm Caroline Heim and today we are continuing our series taken directly from the monthly live Q&As that Dr. Heim does on the iHealth Radio channel in New York with fabulous host Hurricane H. Now in this episode a caller asks how can parents support their children's mental health? After Dr. Heim answers this another caller wants to know what is the worst part of social media for mental health? Here we go. Okay, so how can parents support their children's mental health? And do you think that social media restrictions from parents are a good or a bad thing? Okay, so the short answer is um, parents can support their children's mental health and putting restrictions is actually a good thing because parenting is a real skill. Um, When a child is one year old, that baby is totally dependent on you. But by the time they get to be about 18 or 20, You want them independent of you. So you've got to have this slow move of responsibility from the parent to the child. Uh, So social media, the United Nations, tells us that no child should watch social media at all under the age of one. Okay, And the United Nations tells us that any child under the age of five should not have more than one hour of social media exposure in a year. So what that tells us is that too much social media exposure is a problem. And the thing is to negotiate, to work together, to sort of say, this is what we do in our family. We're doing this because we love you and we want you to have the skills to negotiate a world that is wonderful, but can be a bit weird sometimes as well. So, uh, yeah, Hurricane on YouTube, I've put out a, uh, a clip on, the, on social media and how to control that in your life. And I, I give tips there on how people can do that because it's really important. But parenting, we're finding out scientifically, is probably the most important way that we can get people's mental health back on track. Because I gotta tell you, love feels good. To be loved by parents, even if they're harsh, even if they're permissive, even if they stuff up because I don't know of any parents that are perfect, they still love you, all right, okay? And that's what feels good. That's what makes life worthwhile. So parents, give your children the love. Children, when you're getting disciplined, know that it's being done in love. I understand not always, but most of the time it is. So yes, parents can influence children's mental health. Well, thank you. Um, Hold on. I think there's a follow-up. You're interactive, so. Okay. So if I don't allow my kids on social media, says, says Eric, Uh, they may fall behind the rest of society. Okay, that's a very good comment. So uh, we tend to think in terms of all or nothing, whereas we actually know that social media is not all or nothing. Um, Okay, let me talk about my social media use. Okay, I can have the laptop open and for a lot of the time it's work. I've got to be connected to know about the latest ideas in psychiatry. Other times, I goof off. I take time just to enjoy some of myself and I know the difference. And the thing is that it's a real skill to be able to know the difference between when you need the information, how to discern what's good information, and then when you're there for entertainment, and then when the entertainment 
actually is not in your own best interests. So rather than saying an all or nothing, it's more teaching the skills of knowing that you will need some of this for work, you'll need some of this for information, you will need some of this for good communication with your friends, and you've got to be careful of this area where not only is it not good um, interactions with your friends, but you may actually have some interactions that will harm you with people who don't care for you, but actually want to harm you. So there's all a range. And so as children grow, they need to be able to have these skills. And people, by the time they're in their 30s, they've got the skills. They know what sites to stay away from. They know when they're wasting their time. They know when it's Friday night and I just want to have a good time, so I will let myself go. But they'll also know that if they do the same thing on Monday at work that they do on Friday nights uh, near midnight, that they'll lose their job, all right? So that's not a good idea. And they're skills that we can actually teach our children. Thank you, Eric. What what one comeback from Eric, and uh, you know we'll 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 close the show with that one. So uh, okay, is there a specific aspect of the social media that you think is worst for mental health? Yes, uh, is that Laura? Is it okay? So yeah, so cyberbullying is unfortunately the worst for mental health, and uh, for the first time ever, suicides in females is starting to rise, and particularly in female teenagers, and it's because of cyberbullying. It's because of the power of what we started off with right at the beginning of this show, the power of the need to belong. We all have a need to belong. We all want people to accept and understand us just as we are. And when that becomes an online community rather than face-to-face, then there are people who can start hurting you anonymously. And that starts to really grate at our mental health. So if you know anybody who becomes the victim of cyberbullying, take them aside, take them off the social media, get them to see real family and friends in the flesh to enjoy people together over meals, over silly games, over just chilling out because people tend to take care of each other when it's face to face. But when it's anonymous and over the internet, gosh, can some people be brutal. So unfortunately, the worst thing for mental health is cyberbullying and anonymity. Whereas people that you know are friends and sharing as friends, that has to be good for you. Thank you for your question, Laura. Okay, so that YouTube video that Dr. Heim referred to is on social media addiction and brain damage. And wow, it's already had over 10,000 views. It cites over 100 scientific studies, and you can find it on our YouTube channel, Dr. Christian Heim. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.